Hello, and welcome to Breast Cancer Conversations, a podcast brought to you by survivingbreastcancer.org. I am Laura Carfing, breast cancer survivor and founder of survivingbreastcancer.org, a nonprofit organization providing community, education, and resources to empower those diagnosed with breast cancer and their caregivers from day one and beyond. I'd encourage all of you to head over to our website, survivingbreastcancer.org, and you can follow us on all of our social media outlets and subscribe to our newsletter so you never miss an update. Hi, everyone. Today on the show, we have myself and William as a guest, and we are going to just have a very candid conversation about breast cancer and COVID. I know COVID-19 has really hit all of us personally and so many levels for the last couple of months. And similar to cancer, it's something we think about all the time. And we try and get it out of our minds. And lo and behold, we turn on the TV, we read the news, and all we are seeing is information about COVID. So we thought we would just do a little bit of a recap of what we've been experiencing, both um, personally, professionally, within our SBC community, in the podcast, on our Thursday night meetups, etc. So without further ado, welcome to the conversation. Hi, everyone. Um, just to get it going, uh, I'd like to uh, reminisce about a terrific song out of the 60s. And um, thanks to Robert Hunter, great lyrics included, well, the first days are the hardest days. Don't you worry anymore. When life looks like easy street, there is danger at your door. So this uh, past Thursday, as part of our survivingbreastcancer.org, uh, Thrivers Meetup um, every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We run about an hour. Um, and typically it's a no agenda conversation. And we have anywhere from a dozen to three dozen people that will join forces with us and, and, and speak about uh, current hot issues. Again, it's, um, there's no agenda. So there's, uh, every, every topic is safe. And one of the discussions that we had that I thought was incredibly um, divulging was the the notion of COVID nineteen and um, in 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 with a, in the breast cancer community and how it resonates with regards to uh, treatment um, fears apprehension hospital visits et cetera et cetera all of those uh, associated issues that. Um, folks seem to be holding back while, trust me, they didn't hold back on Thursday night. It was quite illuminating. And, and with that, I, I think that I would like to, uh, share some of the conversation, uh, with you and, and, um, uh, and Laura. Yeah, we had a really great conversation. And in addition to our no agenda meetings, we actually started off talking about no labels either, right? I think a lot of times we like to identify ourselves um, you know, stage one, stage two, stage four, living with breast cancer, uh, metastatic, also, you know, ER positive or triple negative. I think we were also talking about conversations about like labels in terms of our dietary habits. Are we vegetarians? Are we plant-based? Are we carnivores? And so uh, one of our members so politely shared Let's just get rid of the labels, which I loved. So our Thursday meetups, we meet up once a week. And like William was mentioning, there's no agenda and now no labels. So this past Thursday, you know, I think this COVID conversation really is important to address because 
states are starting to open up, at least here in the United States, different states are opening up and different regulations are taking place, right? Some states are, what I'm saying, like all green, like they're all go, go, go. Like we're not impacted. Go to your restaurants. Do not wear face coverings. Move about as if nothing has happened on one extreme. And then you have other examples. And I live in the state of Massachusetts and, you know, we're opening up phase two, I guess the second part of phase two um, this upcoming week, which means that restaurants are going to start allowing people to dine indoors. Historically, uh, the last couple of weeks, it's only been outdoor dining and different facilities are going to start opening up with regards to nail salons, massages, um, like waxing salons, barbershops, etc. And so this is just an example of the spectrum across the United States in terms of different levels of people's comfort in emerging after a global pandemic. And we are all kind of at different emotional states, I would say, as our as we start emerging from sheltering in place and learning to navigate this quote unquote new normal post-COVID, we are trying to figure out, okay, am I safe? What does safe mean? Am I at risk? What should I be doing? And, you know, I don't want to feel, and I'll talk for myself personally, like there's blame, for example, if I get invited over to a friend's house and I politely want to decline because I'm not ready to get together in a group setting, even if we are wearing face coverings and socially distancing, I'm not ready yet. And I have to be comfortable with how I feel about that and not feel ashamed about being reserved. And then also not casting, what is the word, aspersions on other people in terms of they might be further along in their their comfort level in that post-COVID journey of going out to restaurants and sitting outside and grabbing their iced coffees and walking with a group of friends along the beach. So, you know, I think the spectrum is wide and we need to figure out ways of having these candid conversations because we're about to be faced with them. And I, th- and I think that uh, at survivingbreastcancer.org, we're very, very apolitical. We don't care if you swing from the right or swing from the left. It, we're all about the breast cancer community. And um, one, of the, one of the biggest issues that we're facing right now is that the masks apparently are, are driving towards some kind of political dispute. The, the right, for instance, doesn't want to wear the mask. They think it's a government infringement. The left just wants to put it on. We don't care about the politics. We just care about the health in welfare of the breast cancer community. And so what we would do would, would be to urge you to follow the CDC guidelines. And um, that would be the Centers for Disease Control out of Washington, D.C. And it's a, it's an incredible a bunch of uh, scientists and epidemiologists, et cetera, like Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks. And um, it just lends some truth and some science to how to protect yourself. We've been sheltering in place in America for, what, eight weeks now, and, and some of the states are are have opened up faster than others. And, you know, God bless them. We just hope that there's uh, science behind the openings and that um, our breast cancer community at large feels comfortable in um, wearing masks and protecting themselves and, and following or adhering to the guidelines as much as possible um, so that they can, again, protect themselves and protect their loved ones. So not only, not only are you at stake as a breast cancer survivor, but 
the health and wellness of everyone around you is as well if you're um, contracting um, COVID-19. And the uh, it, it, it doesn't bode well from... Um, from a scientific and, and a biological perspective with regards to uh, comorbidities. And um, obviously folks with cancer issues, with um, high blood pressure, with heart, with uh, um, asthmatic issues, et cetera, lung issues, um, uh, there's a there's a danger there the diabetics as well so we would we would urge people to protect themselves and, and develop a comfort zone as we head further and further into the summer and people are going stir crazy and, and wanting to go outside we all understand that uh, we're fortunate in Boston in that uh, virtually 95 percent of the folks around here have a mask on um, it's been incredible we see people driving with masks on never mind a walking and most stores um, I would say the vast majority of, of stores that are open grocery stores and whatnot uh, liquor stores whatever um, they will not let you in the store without a mask and most of them will either provide one free like a Whole Foods or the local liquor store will sell you a mask for for a dollar just so that you can walk in and spend your hard-earned capital. So uh, I guess with that uh, perspective in mind, we would we'd urge you to take a look at our um, at our newsletter this week, and you can find it on survivingbreastcancer.org and. Yeah. Feel, feel free to sign up and subscribe to it and and uh, we'd be happy to send that out to you on a weekly basis and we provide some good links obviously the links are scientific in nature and and uh, we tie into the CDC and, and other helpful organizations to provide um, guidelines for you so that you can uh, feel a little bit more comfortable if you're going to go out obviously there's concerns um, riding public transportation, there's concerns being at church, uh, in restaurants, anywhere indoors with uh, multiple people, there should be a concern and, and you should be protecting yourself as much as possible. And that's what we heard ad nauseum from our group on Thursday evening uh, with regards to their fears and apprehensions uh, concerning um, COVID and, um, um, and their breast cancer experience. Yeah, and I would say when I was going through chemotherapy as well, I, I mean, this is even pre-COVID. I was diagnosed in at the end of 2016. So 2016, 2017 was kind of my active treatment year. And I remember getting on a plane to go visit my family for the holidays, and I was wearing a mask. And at that time, you know, it wasn't because I was you know, nervous about COVID. It didn't exist at the time, but I was flying on a plane. I was going to be in contact, sitting in close quarters with recirculation of like the ventilation in the air on the plane. And I was, um, my doctor did approve me to travel, but, you know, I was wearing a mask. And so I think a lot of our common sense and the practices that we've been doing anyway as someone diagnosed with breast cancer still very much so apply. I think some of the challenge that at least I'm grappling with is now it applies to just absolutely everybody, not just those of us who are diagnosed with breast cancer. I don't think when I was going through active treatment, I was going out to restaurants a lot. First of all, I had no appetite. My, I lost all my hair. I didn't feel like getting dressed up and going out. I was nauseous. So, you know, if you're going through that now, just because the restaurants are opening up, Really ask yourself, like, do you maybe you want to go for a walk or maybe pick out takeout? You could do um, grocery shopping through various apps like Amazon has um, links up with 
Whole Foods, for example. There's Peapod. There's Instacart. You can also order your groceries online and then do curbside pickup so you don't actually have to spend so much time in the stores. Same with getting food delivery services. So, you know, William and I actually have date nights every Friday night where we order from Grubhub and, you know, have a nice romantic evening at home without actually the social experience, which we do miss, but we're just not ready yet to break out in the restaurant situation. So we'd like to hear from you folks as to how you're feeling and how has uh, the COVID-19 um, experience affected you personally we'd we'd love to know we'd love we'd love for you to share your thoughts with us you can reach us at survivingbreastcancer.org yeah and feel free to send me an email directly at laura at survivingbreastcancer.org we're in the process right now of collecting uh, survivor and thriver stories to feature in our newsletter and the goal is really to let people know that they're not alone in this experience whether you've been going through um, a diagnosis for some time or if you've been recently diagnosed and now are dealing with with the breast cancer diagnosis, but also the impact that COVID has had, your treatments might have been postponed, scheduling of appointments postponed, surgeries postponed, et cetera. And so I think that adds just another level of anxiety on top of everything that we thought we once knew in terms of managing our breast cancer diagnosis. So this is a really cutting edge time, I would say, where we are taking a very deep dive into what this reality of ours looks like. So we definitely want to hear from you. We, uh, oh, last thing I wanted to mention uh, before we get into the CDC or, or um, wrap things up is that um, the, th- the Thursday night uh, Thrivers meetup is uh, a fairly eclectic bunch of individuals from all over the country and in Canada. And, and we have uh, several people uh, who just, uh, provide some incredible enthusiasm, inspiration, and um, motivation uh, for the rest of the group. And um, one of the one of the gals is 84 years old. Uh, we won't mention her by name because we haven't asked her. I think and, you're giving her a couple more years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. For, well, 81. She well, just had a birthday. <laughs> well, my apologies, Brookshire. <laughs> She's 81. Okay. But we call her the patron saint. And if you, uh, if you uh, deem it, uh, uh, if you're interested in, in joining the conversation, it's a Zoom conversation. Uh, it's video. I think that uh, it, 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 may, it may behoove you to, uh, to join the conversation and, and add your voice to the breast cancer community. We run in ages from, I'll correct that, from 81 down to 27 years of age. So, um, feel, you can feel comfortable at any stage, one, two, three, or four. We even have someone who joined the group who thought she had breast cancer and she found out that she doesn't and she's staying with us every Thursday night. She shows up from Canada and she just loves this group because it's such a positive, uh, place uh, with, uh, with affirmation of, of life support for, for each other yeah. and, and the, the amount of humor that's injected, the amount of positivity is, uh, is awe inspiring. I, I know I, I come out of it as a caregiver. I come out of it with a big smile on my face every single week and, and most certainly look forward to hearing from, uh, from everyone on, at the, on Thursday night. 
Yeah, it's really fun. So if you're interested in joining that part of our community, you can go to survivingbreastcancer.org forward slash events, and you can RSVP to um, our Thursday Night Thrivers meetup along with any other events that we have scheduled in the coming weeks or months. So turning to the CDC, I just wanted to run through some of the updates they had. Some of their website pages have been updated um, you know, this past June, June 15th, June 16th of 2020. And so right then and there, I'm dating this podcast because information is always developing. So I encourage you to just go online for the most updated information. But, you know, I think the the messaging has been pretty consistent. We know we need to wash our hands constantly. We know that we need to stay home if we are sick, not go out if we have a fever or cough or, you know, the slightest inkling that we're not feeling well. Um, but COVID aside, we should do that anyway. If you're not feeling well, just stay home. You don't need to be the superhero at work or the superhero um, to go grocery shopping or do errands. Um, take care of yourself and make sure that you're healing. Additionally, if you're going out, still keep practicing social distancing, maintaining six feet of distance between you and other people that you're gathering with. Uh, six feet can be measured as about two arms length distance. So it's very simple if you're standing um, in line somewhere or gathering or congregating, you know, make sure that there's a lot of space. I think this is a new piece of our culture that we're looking to understand because for me, it's so easy to like want, run to see my friends. And when I see them, I want to give them a, a huge hug because that's how we greet our, that's how we greet each other. Well, she's Italian. <laughs> that too. Um, you know, so this has been kind of culturally different for me. Um, well, what, one of the things that I've been uh, really taken up with is the the hand cleaning and and washing the hands and and um you sh- you should scrub those hands and you should soap and lather it up for at least 20 seconds um but more so than that we keep uh we keep a bottle of of a sanitizer a hand sanitizer in the car so if we have to go somewhere as soon as we leave that store or that place we scrub our hands down with the hand sanitizer, and then when we get home, we scrub again with with regular soap and make sure that we're sudsing up good. So I mentioned that to a doctor in one of our conversations, and she said, "If if there's any any positivity to come out of COVID, it's the fact that people are now washing their hands like they should have for the longest time. That's how germs spread. That's how you catch colds. That's how you catch viruses. So can't emphasize it enough. We need to do a great job of scrubbing the hands and sanitizing if you're nowhere near a sink, just to make sure that if you do happen to come in contact with the virus, and again, we can't see it, you can't smell it, you can't dance with it, whatever. Uh, so ultimately, you're looking to just make sure it's it's preventive medicine. Keep yourself healthy and keep yourself happy. Yeah. And, you know, this is an interesting article, too. I was just reading about playing it safe if you have young children who are itching to get out, going to parks um, or other places for recreation. And yes, things are starting to open up, but I think we need to ease into it as well. Um, consider parks that are close to your house or big open fields where you can throw um, a baseball around with your family and your children or kick a soccer ball around where you're not necessarily on a park playing on the gymnasiums and swings and touching a whole bunch of surfaces. So again, we to William's point, just making sure that you're always carrying hand sanitizer with you um, and washing as much as possible. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the article and it's it's really incredible because obviously it's summer 
summertime, the beaches are opening up and and no matter what state you are, people are heading over there. Well, we, we took a uh, jaunt up to uh, Newburyport, Massachusetts, which is about a half hour north of Boston. And uh, we, we decided to take a walk along the shore and, and, and go to the beach. Now, the beauty of this is, of course, we've got our cloth masks on. And we when we walked to the beach, virtually everybody walking in had the mask on. And then no one sat within 30 feet of another party, which was really wonderful. And it's just very respectful. And it's also keeping you safe. So, um, you know, maintain the, obviously they, they, they would ask that you stay at least six feet away, but we know that spittle does travel. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's coughing or sneezing, you probably want to move your blanket a little bit away or go to another aisle in the grocery store or the, you know, don't use that particular barber or hairdresser or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just um, no one knows. So we want yeah. you to protect yourself as much as possible. Stay healthy and stay yeah. happy. I think we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Um, we would love to hear from you. What are you doing to um, manage these ne- this next phase as states are opening up? How are you doing with your breast cancer diagnosis or someone that you're caring for and any tips or recommendations that you have. Again, you can reach me at laura at survivingbreastcancer.org. Or William at survivingbreastcancer.org. Yeah, send him some emails. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Until next time. Bye now. Stay safe. Keep those hands clean. Bye. And thank you, everyone, for listening to our show. I would like to acknowledge that all of the information on our podcast are from personal experiences and are not a substitute for professional medical advice. You should always contact your medical care team. If you're looking for specific topics or would like to be a guest on our show, please feel free to reach out to me. My email is laura at survivingbreastcancer.org. Until next time, keep on thriving.